Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a single movie, which we'll get into in a little bit. But first, I just want to say congratulations, guys. We made it to season two of Film Freaks. That's right. We've made it. Everyone, a round of applause, please. We've made it. Season Wait, two. how do we? How is this season two? Hold on, let me explain. Okay. This might be a surprise to you guys, but I always planned that if we were going to lose a member of the podcast, that it would shift to a, another season so ah. that the first season would have a group of people and the second season would have a new group of people. And so, yes, uh, unfortunately, we did lose Coco in the process. His schedule became a bit too uh, chaotic for our recordings. But in his stead, we have the man, the myth, and the legend, the MVP of several podcasts, and the guy who has won the most fan votes. It's Just Callus. But don't call him Just Callus. Call him Just Callus. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that added detail. But yes, very happy to be here. <laughs> and who Hello. else am I with? Pretty Waffles. Amation. And I'm Yemi the Ferret. We are happy to have you on as a new permanent co-host. Welcome. Here. So, Coco did leave me some thoughts about Goodfellas from last uh, episode. So let me go ahead and, and read those real quickly. Uh, he said, Goodfellas is a 4 out of 5. He enjoyed the movie. It had some nice action, but some parts could be a little slow. The acting was very nice, and it was very funny as well. Was eh on starting off in a future scene, but overall he would like to watch it again. And then he asked if I thought he was a clown. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, le- at, least, uh, at least he didn't do the 1.5 out of 5 meme. <laughs> yes. Well, but if he was, like, he, if he was in the episode, then it would not have been a unanimous then. Yeah. That's true. I guess I guess Goodfellas is not unanimous. Well, it happens, I guess. But right now we got a movie to talk about. That's right. I recommended a movie last episode, and that movie was Tremors from 1990. Everyone seemed pretty happy about this one. It yeah. is um, directed by Ron Underwood. And a bit of a small synopsis here before we start is uh, repairman Val McKee and Earl Bassett are tired of their dull lives in a small desert town of, per- of perfection, Nevada. But just as the two try to skip town, they happen upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist studying, studying unnatural readings below the ground with the help of an eccentric couple. The group fights to, uh, to survive against the giant worm-like monsters hungry for human flesh. And the movie stars, and, you know, I actually forgot to say this, Reba is in this movie, if you know. Right. Uh, she's the country singer, and I guess she was trying to do acting for a little bit. But also, it, it, it stars Heartthrob Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, and Victor Wong, to name a few. And I would like to say, before we get into the discussion, Michael Gross, who plays Bert, he is in every single one of these Tremors movies, even like all yeah, the way to like much. the new yeah. like he 2018 is. ones. There's a 2021 now, and I believe a, a like cartoon or something on Netflix. I don't know. There's like is eight it? of them now. 
Wait, there's a cartoon <laughs> version of it? I don't know if it's a cartoon, but Netflix has like a little a series like that like takes place after number six, which there's like two that are not numbered. Yeah. So there's like one that's called that's Cold Day in Hell and then Shrieker Island. Yeah. And, and then, funny enough, I don't know if this was just Amazon being Amazon, but the prequel, Tremors Three, is Tremors Three is after Tremors Four. Uh, it's really weird. It's because Tremors Four, I think, was made in like 2014, and Tremors Three was made. No, Tremors Three was made in 2014, and Tremors Four was made in like 20 uh, 2012 or something. It was really weird. The order, I don't know. I know, yeah, I know. Just one of them is like yeah, a prequel, like when the, in the West, perfection yeah. gets uh, set up. Yeah, there's little baby tremors. You know, they tried to make them cute. I didn't yeah, watch it. One, I, just, I just watched the trailer. Oh, okay, which I was, was the one where where like the tremors are actually like they're two legged and they're like actually walking in the background. That's which number two. Oh, okay, and two is good. Oh, two three, is? they I... turn into like flying ones, and I remember watching it and just going, "This is dumb." And then I never watched any of the other ones after. It's one of those series that they should have stopped after like two or three, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, two. Okay, two is good. But now they're they're like every year it's like hello, yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's it's like because um, there was a void of no Tremors movies for a while, and, and yeah. after the second one came out, and then around twenty, you know, twenty ten, it started to pop back up, and then there's just been one every other year at this point since then. All, yeah, of them, really all of them, all of them with Bert. Bert is the main guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what He's sucks is Kevin Bacon actually tried to make a Tremors TV show that like took place after two, so it just got rid of like three through whatever weren't canon. And like the trailer looked really cool, but it never got picked up by anyone, and I was sad. That's yeah, too bad. I would have liked. Know? I would have liked more Kevin Bacon Tremors, not yeah. Michael Gross Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. um, where I want to start the conversation now, um, you know, I, I said this last time and I'll say it again. This movie is like, it's like a, a really, really uh, good um, guilty pleasure movie for me. I love watching this thing. I can watch this movie like over and over again yearly. I could watch it, honestly, because like, it just has such a good build up to to like the main action in the movie because you go from you know it's a little bit of a mystery you know you find the farmer's head in the ground and that's like a really really cool scene and you know then the doctor's car gets swallowed whole and the, the guy's on the road and and my main question to you guys is wh- which is your favorite death in the movie tremor or human oh favorite death probably <laughs> I think the guy's on the tire. The guy yeah, gets that's sucked into the tire. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic. Like, I'll, I'll be protected by this tire, <laughs> and just get sucked <laughs> down in. Or the, uh, where the the guy, the husband and the wife are camping. I think that was a cool scene too. Yeah, the car gets sucked under there, and then when um, yeah. Kevin Bacon finds the car later, the headlights in the ground. Uh, yeah, that's a really cool yeah. one too. Yeah, I think that's a cool scene. Good visual effects there too. Yeah, I would have to say, like, when that car is, like, moving into the dirt and you see, like, the camera on the inside and, like, the car is filling with dirt, that was pretty cool. So that would probably be my favorite. Yeah, for, for a movie that came out in 1990, I mean, they had a really good special effects in it. Like, even, like, the they used Pumpkin to explode the one with the dynamite, which was, like, it was perfect for the guts because it looked exactly like, you know, you would think worm guts would look like. <laughs> yeah. My... Hey, there's a lot of, lot of good ones, but, you know, the I think this was still early on in the movie where there, you know, it was still unknown, 
but the road workers or the guys they're either working on the road i'm gonna say they're working yeah. on the road it's jackhammer and road. yeah and uh they come back and they're randomly gone that was another good scene yeah when, when he pokes the the thing in the head and it spews red blood yep. and then it just kind of you know drives off on its own it's pretty mm-hmm. good my favorite is um you know how Bert and Reba. I'm just gonna call her Reba. Reba. Um, yeah, sure. They have that bunker underground, and the tremor bursts through the wall, and they unload. Oh, yeah. They unload their weapons, and you're like, "Oh, they're out of ammo." Then they turn around. They have a giant wall just of guns. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> that's that that like one of my. <laughs> that's one of the best scenes in the entire movie because they just they're picking guns out the wall, shooting them. He gets out that elephant rifle. It's like mm, beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yep. You know what? I changed my mind. That that one is my favorite scene. I had forgotten about that one. <laughs> that is a good. I mean, I I love this movie. Yeah, it was one of my guilty movie. pleasures too. So, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, terrified as a kid. But oh yeah, yeah. And now yeah. now I'm like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> Greedy knows. Actually, Greedy used to live kind of where I was, where it was just kind of like nothing. It was like open areas. And um, when this movie came out, well, actually, I was, it it came out before I was born, but when I did watch this movie, probably in like 97 or 98, um, I I mean, we had this big backyard, and I just would not walk outside, you know? It's one of those movies that your dad shows you when you're young. Like, the other movie that now has turned into a guilty pleasure as well for me is the Killer Clowns from Outer Space movie. But I was freaking terrified of both of these movies for the longest time. And it's like, well, should should my dad have showed me these movies? I don't know. Like now, now they're some of my favorite, you know, kind of goofy horror movies. But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe wait until I'm like more like ten or eleven by the time I watch these ones. Yeah, yeah, it's almost the same effect of like, you know, don't let your leg hang off the bed because your monster is gonna grab it. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> then you grow up, you're like, all right, this is silly. <laughs> Dude, Jaws was that movie for me for the longest time, and then I actually w- watched it when I was like in junior high, and went, "Well, this is stupid. Like the graph, this isn't scary at all." What? But when I saw it when I was like three, I was afraid of bathtubs. Yeah, you know, Jaws. It's funny because my mom claims to not have done this, but I was gonna play Roller Coaster Tycoon on the PC instead of watching Jaws with her, and she forced me to watch Jaws. And my mom doesn't usually do that kind of thing. It's always it's usually my dad who's like you gotta watch the movie you gotta watch the movie, but yeah my mom still says I never did that I'm like I vividly remember being like I would rather play something fun instead of watching a scary movie but she had me watch mm-hmm. Jaws. Tremors, 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 and back to tremors. It all wraps around because I was afraid of walking <laughs> on the grass in my backyard and all the way on the other side there was all my toys on this like this little beach cove by a. A little river and i just i i wouldn't i didn't play with those toys for about a month i would say i would not go into the backyard <laughs> so you're basically playing like the floor is lava right yeah <laughs> hot lava good game check it out on steam <laughs> uh, not an ad not sponsored <laughs> not not sponsored <laughs> yeah. i actually do not remember watching this at all i mean i'm sure i have but like Everything was pretty much new to me because it was like it's probably been such a long time since I've seen it. Ooh. I actually re- do remember a lot from the second one because I remember that one came on TV a long when I was a kid, and I saw that one a lot. But yeah, for this one itself, I, it's like a it's almost like it was my first time watching it. 
Wow, we had we had a, a Tremors virgin watching. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to like the like the special effects in it, like I was like even watching it yesterday, I was like, wow, this actually looks pretty good still. Like, you can tell they used miniatures at some point for like the the shots where the, the where the giant tremor is, you know, bursting out and stuff like that, and you could definitely tell where like some areas were predetermined to break or something like that, but. For the most part, it, besides from like one green screen effect, which was kind of obvious, I, I felt like this movie just it really, it just really did a good job with like the effects. I, I think it actually kind of has better effects than the thing, which, I mean, I gave the thing a, a five out of five, for, regardless. But you know, the thing has you can tell like the dogs are fake and the blah blah blah. But I mean, when when they when they kill a horse in this movie, like they're actually you could see the string, you know, where they pulled it down and. You know, it just had a lot of great effects and moments in it, and I, I feel like um, it really holds up. Just think of, like, the, the worm design. I felt like the worms themselves were, like, especially, like, the last one that just, like, fell off the cliff. They would seem to be very, like, soft and squishy. I would have <laughs> thought that their skin would have been, like, more tough. Yeah, I mean, they showed, like, the little feelers on them, but, yeah, I guess that's their, that's their big flaw is that they're kind of, like, sausages <laughs> they are indeed sausages yeah seems like just it's just like their jaws that are like tougher like a hard material and like the rest of the bodies is like very soft and squishy like yeah. i saw in the the scene where they were like shooting it to hell like there were a lot of bullets on the on the top of it yeah it probably helps them dig you know dig faster um yeah but you, you think about it, like, evolution-wise, you know, would it have any predators that that could, you know, essentially break its skin? I don't think so. You know, when you, when you watch, um, I mean, when you watch, you know, like, National Geographic shows, you kind of understand, like, where some of these things come from. I guess with something like this, it's just a little bit more of a goofy concept, so you're like, ah, you know. It it is what it is, I suppose. But I get I get what you're saying. I mean, you know, the bullet holes around all around it didn't kill it immediately. It obviously took a bit more time, and it, it almost feels like the tentacles itself. The tentacles are more so the weak point than the squishy body. Yeah, the tentacles definitely are obviously the weak point. I mean, they get ripped off by trucks, so. But I guess in the prehistoric time, or wherever they're from, you know, they didn't have to deal with trucks. Yeah. Or bullets. Or bullets. Surprising enough. <laughs> Just gunpowder. I do like, um, like I was saying uh, at the beginning of this podcast, I do like how in the beginning you don't know like the, the scale of the, the, the tremors themselves. Um, it's like the big reveal that, ah, the tentacles are just smaller parts of the big monster. Yeah. Um I think they did a good job of showing that because when you when you see the other deaths in the movie, you know, you only see the like the you know through the car window the tentacles come out or you know the one guy just gets sucked under and you think, "Oh, it's just the tentacles pulling him under." And then once the giant the giant creature you go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do like how it's like just like this gradual increase in just events and I I, I think they do such a good job of not only in the writing, but in the pacing as well, from the start to the finish. There's like, 
you know, there's some moments where, you know, things are calm, but then immediately after that, there's, you know, a, a death scene where the, you know, the car is getting pulled under or the farmer's getting sucked underground. And there's a lot of like payoffs in the movie too, or maybe more like foreshadowing because you see the kid has the basketball and then the basketball later gets, you know, sucked underground when he's using it. The girl on the, um, the pogo stick, you see her using it before, you know, like 30 minutes before in the movie when, you know, she, you know, the pogo stick gets sucked under. You see the construction guys before they die, and they're working on the road, and then a little while later, you see them again. I I like that aspect of the movie, too, because it just it makes everything seem a little bit more genuine, a little bit more real. Yeah, that's something that went through my head, too, as I was watching it. I thought of that the entire movie was very excellently paced. Like, yeah. even the, the parts that were kind of, like, slower and, you know, like, uneventful, they kind of, like, moved through them, like, pretty quick, and, you know, we were... Like, we were at the next eventful part you know before we knew it it was very well done yeah as you said it does a good pace and it keeps you intrigued you know it there's never a dull moment you're like who are these people but you know that they're like about to die by these tremors but you're like how are they gonna die or you're like even when they do die you're like oh i wasn't expecting that you know like the campground scene or you know the scenes and when they're in the rv you know all that kind of stuff so it keeps you into it Mm-hmm. They enjoyed the the chemistry between Kevin Bacon and and Fred Ward. They they make a, a really good duo. Yeah, uh, Val yeah. And, and Earl, great duo. You're right. I I agree a hundred percent. I really like the whole. Um, like I wasn't the romance, whatever. But I do like that anytime Kevin Bacon's interacting with that girl, the look on Earl's face. I'm just like. Oh man, that's how I look when I'm like trying to hook up my friends. Like, come on, you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you did a proud say papa. That... <laughs> it's all about the bromance here. Right. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I'm more interested in Val and Earl than you know, uh Val and uh Rhonda? Is that her? Rhonda, yeah. Yep. Although we um we do have a tasteful scene of her pants getting ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, will that's the... okay. I will give the movie props because it doesn't do like a gratuitous like ass shot. It's just like it's, it makes sense to take the pants off at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did they have to do it with her? No. But I think that like the amount of time that she has her pants off in the movie is very short, and they also don't show it a lot. Like they they show her in her underwear getting up, and then after that she's you know getting stitches on her legs, and then she's got pants on again. So I will commend the movie for not. Like doing like a zoom up shot of her ass, or you know, hey, yeah. look at this ass, or ripping yeah. off her all her clothes in general, except for her, you know, her bra and underwear, you know. Yep, could have been much worse. <laughs> <laughs> what I really wanted to see was Kevin Bacon's shirt get ripped off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Shirt or pants? Why not both? <laughs> yeah, why not both? Perfect. Um, do you guys think that this movie kind of felt like um a bit of a western? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely got that Western setting. And I mean, you got that typical one gas station, you know, every 600 miles kind of feel. And then yeah. the feel of the RV gets abandoned at, by a rock, you know. So, yeah, definitely Western. Right. How's that town sustainable? Because I noticed like people. the. Exactly. Yeah, it said 14. I thought people. it was the 14 or 18. <laughs> I, saw, I thought the sign said 14. Yeah, okay, because okay. that makes sense because I was like, 
I thought I said 18, like, throughout the whole movie, and I'm, like, counting them all. I'm like, I'm only getting 14 people. Who are they, who are these other people? So that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they'd be able to sustain themselves there, but, I mean, it, that's also the reason why that Brett ki- or Bert character went to yeah. that place was because it's so secluded and he could set up his bunker uh, yeah. to survive anything except for an underground attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I this movie definitely has that, that, like, it has the soundtrack of a Western movie. You know, it's got all that, it's got twang, it's got the country stuff in there. It's got the, I would say it has the gratuitous Reba song at the end, you know, because she's right. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I was just about to say that. She's in the movie. But yep. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a modern Western almost, except, you know, without the, well, I guess it does have cowboys, but, you yeah. know, and he also has horse riding. So yeah, it is a modern Western. What do you know? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> just no big shoot. Well, I mean, there's a shootout, but it's not against uh, like bandits or other cowboys, you know? Yeah, Western confirmed. Yeah, I, I like I like the vibe of westerns, and this one definitely had it. And they did a good job with like the costumes and and you know designs of the, like the buildings and stuff too. I, I thought it had a nice 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 look to it, and the mountains look beautiful in this movie. You know. Yeah. I really enjoyed the beginning of the movie too, like with uh when uh Val and Earl were like trying to leave town and then something stopped them so they had to go back and then they tried to leave again and then they went back and like <laughs> it happened like three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Every time you think they're actually gonna leave, they got they either get turned around or something happens. But I guess it's a good way of keeping the people in the valley. Like there's a reason that they're there, you know? And there's also a reason why they can't get out because, you know, cars can't go up the Jeep trail unless they got four wheel drive. And there's only one road leading in and out, which seemed to be, you know, I mean, you couldn't walk it because the tremors would get you, you know. So and I guess had a pretty good reason why they couldn't communicate also with the outside world. Yeah, because the f- the phone's broken, the payphone. <laughs> the only phone in the entire town. Yeah. Oh, that was common in the what year was it? Nineties. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think it has some good logic to it. You know, I wasn't like I don't I don't think I ever was like, well, that was a dumb idea. You know, I I think that they I think the logic's pretty sound in the movie all things considered. Yeah. Like yeah, they never do anything that you go, why why did you like most horror movies? You're like, why are you doing that? Why are you going in the house? Stop being dumb. Yeah, there was never that moment here where you're there's like every t- everything they did that was logical and made sense that they would do that. Yeah, and a lot of what they do um you know, like, like the surprises that happen, it's like, well, who could have guessed that they were going to be able to get through the floorboards or they were going to eventually be able to take down buildings? You know, it's, it's all a good progression. You know, it's it's almost like the Power Rangers movie where, you know, things got to, you know, keep ramping up for the mm-hmm. <laughs> with the responses. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. does this movie sit high in like your ranking of like uh, monster attack movies? Yeah, in terms I, of, like, I would say those so. Movies? Yeah, I think it's right below the thing, in my opinion. What about you guys? High regard. Um, I haven't seen. I don't know if I've seen. I guess I, I have seen quite a few. Like Alien Predator would be considered monster attack. Pacific Rim. Oh man. Pacific Rim. That's Pacific that's like my yeah. top one. Not the second movie, Greedy. The first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. first one. I, yeah. Yeah. First would one. you guys consider uh, Jurassic Park? 
also a yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's like my number one right there. Yeah, Jurassic Park's really good. All right, I got to revise my list then. <laughs> <laughs> you were only thinking, thinking this. That's the only two movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, this this one is definitely up there. I don't I don't know if I would have a I would have to think about a specific list, but you know the movies you yeah. guys mentioned, I think it's on the same level as a lot of those. You know, oh for sure, I agree. and Jaws also Jaws. Yeah, Jaws yeah. has to be up there. The Mummy. You already, you already said Alien, The Mummy, yeah. um, Scorpion the King, maybe. No, no. <laughs> but That's the, definitely it's The Rock's the first movie. <laughs> Barely. No, the the original Mummy. That's like that's a classic. That, yes, that's a classic that's monster a movie. One. The original Mummy from 1932. Mm, no, I'm talking about the one with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I know you are. The heartthrob. 1932. The other heartthrob. And definitely not the Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh God, no. Not please. But yeah, now that I think of it, Pacific Rim is actually pretty high up there. I think that that's a great monster movie. It is. I love. Maybe I'll pick that one. What about uh Jumanji? I guess that's not monster. I wouldn't say uh, Jumanji's no. monster. No, I wouldn't call it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think in all, all things considered, this one is definitely with the greats. I mean, it. Uh, I don't. It doesn't seem to be underrated. I mean, it's, it's, it seems to be rated about a three to a four for the most part is the highest ratings that it has. So, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty high up there. It can stand with the greats. Definitely stand. held up. It definitely holds its. Length, I guess I was trying to say. Wait, what? I think you cut out there. What'd you say? It definitely holds up to its value. Like it's still like it's a, still a good watch compared to like oh you know this movie didn't age well and you're like you're like you watch this and you're like all right you know yeah. still brings back my horror days you know I'm like all right yeah yeah compared to Brightburn I think any movie can really hold up you know. Mike <laughs> guys always got to bring that up every episode. <laughs> well now it's it's two times this episode now so. We got it's it's on our contract. We have to bring it up at least once a um, half season. Tay is the CG guy. Greedy's the horror guy. I bring up Brightburn every chance I get. <laughs> I wonder what my thing's gonna be. Mm. We'll find mm. out. Yeah. <laughs> find <laughs> out season two. Oh yeah, only time will tell. <laughs> Next time. All right. Um, a couple scenes I want to talk about. Sure. Um, first off. The scene, the pole vaulting scene, I think that was a little intense. And then, uh, what was the second scene I wanted to talk about? <laughs> uh, go ahead and talk about that scene. The Maybe pole vaulting. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's funny. Things cause... get a little intense there. Yeah, but it's also funny that like she just happened to be camping out next to this construction area with the poles, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think the poles were from the uh, build fence building. Yeah. So. Which happens a lot out there. That's all you can do out there is build fences. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I like I like that fences? scene because there's that there's that really well shot scene where it's like they're shadows and they all go at the same time. It looked really nice, um, and it was actually a really good idea, pole vaulting. Then, you know, you, you I'm, I mean, you're not expecting any three of those characters to die there, so it wasn't like too high of stakes, you know. But I still like I mean, the I like the, the concept. On the one little snake. Kept broke through the window. That was pretty intense. Oh yeah, that that part. And was then crazy. she was she was driving with her hands, see <laughs> on the gas. I think that was intense. I don't know about you guys. Well, I was just thinking of the pole <laughs> vaulting scene. You didn't you didn't uh, talk about the the truck scene. 
that's like a that's <laughs> a, a separate scene. Yeah, it's a, it's it's his own discussion. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it, it's all back to back. So I was like, ah, you know, included. I suppose I'll give it to you this time. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll retract my statement and say yes. It was an intense scene. Brett Burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the second scene, um, where they found the dead tremor in the concrete drainage, I guess you'd call it the ditch. And, they, and the yeah, guy slammed into the ditch. Yeah, and he's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> that part got me. That was, I yeah. like that part. Yeah, that was great. The yeah. weird thing about that scene that stood out to me is when she shows up, like, "Hey guys, what's up?" It's like, did you not just hear them like cursing and freaking out? <laughs> yep. Yeah, she took like a little bit too long to actually notice the thing that's right in front of her. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she also would have heard like the thing slam into the wall because I think it had to be going yes. pretty fast to to kill yes. itself on that. Yes. Yes. It. It would have. I like in the I I watched the special features a while back. And the director was like, yeah, we might have used a little bit too much blood here. So, you know, I, I, if, I, if I could go back, I would have used maybe like a half a gallon less. <laughs> nope. Can't go back. No yeah. take backs. He's not going to George Lucas it. Yeah, good. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's one of the more intense scenes, too. Because um, you're not even thinking about it at the time that, you know, oh, there's this concrete wall there. You know, they jump over it. And they get stuck in the in the in the ditch. And nowadays, you know, they probably would have made that jump. You know, it would have been like the glorious moment where they make the jump, but they yeah. actually fall into the ditch, which makes it even more intense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Got a lot. I also, I also like... like the. <clears throat> Go ahead, Chris. All right, I was gonna, just gonna say, um, I really like the part where like um, they're back in the town and uh, they're like on top of the roofs. And, like, the worms have, by this point, figured out that, you know, they can just, like, slowly tear down the buildings and, like, the whole building is shaking. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that harkens back to, like, the effects. You know, they built a whole building that's able to be destroyed. I'm I'm, I'm not sure exactly how they did it. I think they used, like, um, like, weak points. Well, I guess they just shook the building. I don't know. They probably made weak points and shook the building, you know? You watched the special stuff, the end? You should know this. They didn't really go into depth with that. They just said that they built the whole town from scratch. Mm. And they didn't really talk about... Wait, Perfection's not a real, real town I can go visit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you might be able to go visit like where it was shot. I think they actually shot it in Nevada. Yeah, yeah it definitely looked like they did. And, unless um... it was all one big green screen. <laughs> I found it kind of funny that um, the owner of the shop, Chang, you know, he buys the tentacle for like 15 bucks and then he's, you know, there's only two kids in like this entire town and he makes his, you know, five bucks Mm. per picture. So he he didn't even make back his money for the the Well, he's assuming they'll be like tourists or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's true because they got the, they were going to, they were talking about National Geographic's going to, going to love this. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just kind of funny how it's like you have two kids in this entire town. One's an one's an asshole. Let's be honest. Yep. <laughs> you know, and once you get the pictures, it's like, okay, are they gonna want another picture? No. <laughs> well, I better I better pray to make my money back on this. Although he probably would have made his money back tenfold, but unfortunately, R.I.P. Chang. Or yeah, too bad. Yeah. 
And speaking of the kids, that that girl was actually the same girl from uh, Jurassic Park. If anyone noticed, was it? Is she? Yeah. You don't notice. Ah, yeah, I didn't notice yeah. either. Good, good research, Callus. <laughs> yeah, she grows up a little bit because Jurassic Park was '93, so that's maybe why I didn't recognize her. Yeah. <laughs> the mom looked familiar too, though, and I kind of picture what like kind of looked like like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, or something. Was her name Nancy? Okay. Yeah, it's Nancy. Let's see. She was in Eraserhead. She was in Tremors three, actually. Wow. Oh. Look at that. Yeah, she's got a very short movie record, so I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Then. Oh, she, she was just... in Twin Peaks. <laughs> you know Twin Peaks? I do I know it, but I've never saw it. Well. Oh, she just yeah. looked familiar, but I guess it just she's got one of them faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 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 kid. I like how it's like the story of because they have like this mini story where he's like you know faking being under attack, and they pretty much they pretty much shove the story of the the wolf, the boy who cried wolf in there. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a good a, a good touch, and I like how you know when they all come out, they're like, oh, what the fuck's going on with this kid? And he's up on the on the sign. They're like, uh oh, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> yeah. um, I also like how he um, Bert gave him an unloaded gun. And I love that line he says after the fact. He's like, well, it got you running, didn't it? And it's like, <laughs> that was a great Definitely, line. Definitely, that was a good line. <laughs> I, I like I that didn't, one, too. Like, this movie is so smartly written with its little quips in there. You know, it's 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 just a very well-written movie. I, I love it. Yeah. Good choice, Yemi. Thank you. Well, all right. Uh, anyone else got anything they want to bring up about the Tremors? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good too. All right, I will start us off with our final thoughts and rating out of five. And um, yeah, I just I really love this movie. It's really really good. Would I say it's perfect? No, but um, you know it, it's a it's a very well paced, well written, fun experience. It's got some good actors and actresses in there. I think everything happens for a reason. It's all. You know, it's, it's everything is believable in the movie. Um, a movie about giant worms, and it's it's pretty believable what you know all the events that happen. There's just so many like memorable moments in it as well, like them shooting it in the basement, and you know them removing the hat from the farmer who's like buried in the ground, or you know only his head's left. You know, in in a, in a very uh, gruesome scene. Um, the car going under the ground. I mean, there's just so many scenes that you can pick out of a hat and be like, yep, I remember that exactly, and I can tell you exactly what happens in that. I love the overall tone of the movie. It feels more like a Western than it does, like, um, you know, like a monster movie. And, I mean, the, both of the main characters are very likable. And, uh, you know, Reba, she might not have had a big movie career, but um, she was she a little had bit... her own sitcom. After this. Uh, yes, but she was a little distracted in the movie, especially with the ending song being a Reba song. Yeah. Um, but I'm but not going to... the movie gonna, ended by that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna slam the movie for that. But, yeah, I think uh, all in all, um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. All right, yeah. I pretty much agree with Yami. Uh, the movie's well-paced, and it does a good job of, like, going from no idea, like, from it you like makes you feel like you're in the movie you have no idea what these things are to you know okay this is what we kind of get okay now this is how we kill them to okay well we gotta you know get to higher ground pretty much 
Um, good actors. Um, Kevin Bacon does a great job. Uh, good scenes. Paul Walting scene. We talked about it you know, throughout the podcast. Uh, Paul Walting and then the concrete drain, drainage scene. That was good. I like those. And then it just kept you intense. Like, like I said earlier, you know, you have no idea who these people are, but you know they're going to die, but it kept you into it. It was like, how are they going to die? You know, like, and then there was just those funny scenes. And the ending was good. I liked it. Kept It was real tense. And I will give it a four out of five. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you guys say here. I mean, it's a classic movie. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, Reba's a little distracted <laughs> because, but, yeah, it's fine. Overall, um, I really enjoy this movie. Like, it's one of my guilty pleasures, too. Although, maybe not guilty. I don't, I don't feel guilt for it. I guess it's just <laughs> one of my pleasures, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'd give it a, a four out of five as well. All right, so like I mentioned earlier, I really love the pacing and the tone of this movie and the characters, like the chemistry between Val and Earl is really good and has some really good comedic elements and uh, I haven't really said anything negative, so I will say like the negative things I thought of it now. And the uh, like the monster part of it, like the whole, you know, the horror slash terror part of it is I don't think too highly of in regards of like me comparing it to other monster movies it for me personally it doesn't really sit too highly in that regard like it didn't really have me too much in the edge of my seat and i don't know if it's because it's an older movie and i don't remember watching it when i was a kid and then like watching it with my current eyes you know as a grown adult now that's maybe the why i didn't think too highly of that part itself but uh for me i would give it a 3.5 out of 5 Mm, sounds like we're all across the board today. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But hey, I'm glad everyone at least enjoyed the movie, right? Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, well, so hopefully I can keep this trend up. Um, <laughs> Alright. So it's my pick, my pick this week. So I'm going to pick Enemy at the Gates. It's 2001. And director is Gene Jackie's Anude. I don't know. Sorry if I <laughs> blanked these names. Uh, writers, same as the director, Alan Godard. He's also a writer. Uh, it stars Jude Law, Ed Harris, and Joseph Fiennes. Um, the little synopsis is very short. Uh, a Russian and a German sniper play a game of cat and mouse during a, the Battle of Stalingrad. So it's a sniper movie. So it's a sniper movie, and it's a cat and mouse game between a German sniper and a Russian sniper. I was introduced this movie by Yemi. I kind of vaguely remember it, but I remember liking it, and we'll see. I just want to revisit it. So yeah, this is the this is the movie that um, inspired the first few Russian levels in uh, Call of Duty, the original ones. and you'll 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 see, I mean if you if you remember anything from the first PC game you'll definitely recognize some scenes in this one, and um, I remember this this movie being um, pretty good at kind of showing all the different aspects of the war like you know how brutal the Russians were and and all that so I I'm excited to get back on this one I haven't seen it since uh and since high school <laughs> I don't think I've ever oh, yeah, seen it's it been, so. it's been a while so uh, find it on Amazon so 
two hours, so sorry it's a longer-ish movie. So. Uh, you never <laughs> well, have so to apologize. Have, so two of us haven't seen it. That would be exciting. It's on Hulu, but I think you need Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, Amazon. So, yeah, I don't know those. why you were so worried about this one uh, before yeah. we started. <laughs> this uh, should be, a, this I, I should be a good watch. Sw- no, no, no. I switched mid mid to recording. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> recording. Uh, it's can, not the movie I Can you tell us what of. you were going to nope. originally? No? Nope. Not even a hint? <laughs> now nope. I'm really curious. In his back pocket to pick for next time. We will never know. It was going to be the original nope. Transformers, I bet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the original one's good. Come on. Eh... <laughs> I too love to see Xboxes transforming the Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Enemy at the Gates from 2001, make sure you watch that before um, before the next episode of the podcast, which will be in two weeks. That's right. And don't forget to uh, make sure you uh, throw requests at us, movie requests. Now that Cal's is out of the running for these things, we're gonna need some some new movie. Re- um, uh, some fan vote requests in here. So make sure you send those uh, either in the comment section of the latest episode of Film Freaks or talk in the Discord in the movie uh, section of my Discord. And you can also send us an email at ff.filmfreaksz at gmail.com. And uh, that's... You know, the main reason why I joined this podcast is so that I can finally pick movies instead of like. I'm, I was tired of not winning fan votes i i must win like every single fan vote and i was tired of not winning every single one of them so yes here i am so <laughs> uh, like he's only here for revenge yes <laughs> he's got a vendetta <laughs> well yeah i mean you guys we did it this is the first episode of the second season i think it went pretty well nice yeah yeah is and that, do we know what episode number it is though uh it's i believe it's 45 because uh 50 ah, so, is so close to 50 then, yeah yeah so we will yeah, that's it. Just dude, we just needed one more round, and it would have been it. But that's okay. It works out like this. That's okay. And uh, we're yeah, glad to have you on, Callus. We're gonna miss Coco, of course. But Callus, it's nice having you on. And and uh, indeed, yeah, I'm excited well, to hopefully keep going. Coco will uh, submit some fan votes, and we can have a mod if he wants. Yeah. All right. Well, um, does anyone else have anything they want to say before we end the show? Uh, go Browns. Go Browns. I'll <laughs> try my best, to, uh, try uh, my best to live up to the legacy of Coco. Yes. Well, Perfect. big shoes, Phil. Yeah. Big shoes. You're both fans of the color blue, so you're already halfway there. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I am Yemi the Ferret, and I've been here with... Grady Waffles. Animation. Local gamer. I mean, just <laughs> Callus. <laughs> And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.